Hello and welcome to Live Your Love. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is a magical show. I have two of my favorite people on the planet, Mr. John Morton and Lee Taylor Young. Would you like to say hello? Hello, everybody. Hello, happy everyone. We're happy to be here with you. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why you should be so excited to be here for these two incredibly, you guys are ridiculously accomplished. I don't know how you did this one in one lifetime. <laughs> and, um, and then I'm going to get personal. And this is going to be a transformational show. So get ready, my beloved listeners and viewers. So we'll start with John. John Morton, through his insightful, practical, and truly gentle approach, John Morton has a unique ability to help others see the blessings in themselves and everything that occurs in their lives. John is a spiritual director of the Church of the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, MSIA for short, an ecumenical non-denominational organization founded by John Roger with communities worldwide. He is also the chairman of the board for Insight Seminars and the chancellor of the University of Santa Monica. Since 1979, John has brought his heartfelt service all over the world, presenting seminars on topics including loving, peace, wealth, relationships, and practical spirituality. John is the author of three incredible books, The Blessings Already Are, You Are the Blessings, Meditations and Reflections on Life, God, and Us, and Blessings Here and Now. John received his doctoral degree in spiritual science from Peace Theological Seminary and College of Philosophy. As president of John Morton Ministries, John consults with individuals, groups, and organizations to help promote harmony, learning, and growth. Many of his public classes can be viewed online for free. I will tell you all about how to find those. Uh, probably all through actually, but certainly at the end, by focusing on the goodness inherent in each moment and each experience, John helps awaken others to their spiritual nature, opportunities for greater success, peace and well-being, and ways to create a better world. John happens to be married, what are the odds, to my beautiful guest. How about that? We got married this morning. That was yeah. great. <laughs> just met. We're celebrating. <laughs> yes, they married Jean. They do marry Jean. And we're going to hear about the secrets to their incredible marriage soon. Hopefully they'll spill the beans. And now I'm going to tell you about my sister, Lee Taylor Young. So Lee is an Emmy Award winning actress and an ordained minister. Lee Taylor Young serves as Vice President of John Morton Ministries. She currently serves as the MSA Ambassador, traveling the world with John Morton and serving as a messenger of John Roger and Soul Transcendence. Lee has served as Special Advisor in Arts and Media for the United Nations Environment Program and Goodwill Ambassador from the UN for the first Arctic Environmental Forum. Lee wrote produced and narrated The Spirit of Peace, and you will soon hear her voice, is, your voice is so transporting, oh. it really is, <laughs> so you really need to listen to this meditation. And that was coupled with John Morton's meditation, Gathering of Peacemakers, and presented live at the United Nations, and both were released as a CD. As a spokesperson for corporations and charitable organizations, Lee has represented the Institute for Individual and World Peace, Ted Turner's Better World Society, MCI Corporation, Hands Across America, and the American Cancer Society. She's also hosted a muscular dystrophy telethon and has been an advisory board member 
for Heartfelt Foundation and the Educare Foundation, a youth leadership training program. Lee weaves her lifelong enthusiasm for creativity and self-expression through the many aspects of her loving ministry. Having an extensive interest in the interrelationship of body, mind, and spiritual healing, Lee's ministry includes serving others by educating and supporting health, fitness, and alternative forms of healing and consciousness-raising experiences. Lee has a unique ability to help others see the goodness within themselves and touch into their own divine co-creatorship. To learn more about Lee, please visit her website at lty.com. <sighs> Welcome! How did they do this in one lifetime? I don't understand. That's incredible. Helped by this man right here. <laughs> by going. Looking at John Roger on our screen. And as I've already explained to you, this show is very personal. These are two incredible beings, my spiritual mentors for 40 years, 37 years, clearly, since I was a toddler. I'm counting, since you yeah. Were mirror thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Gleam in my mama's eye, who they both knew. My mom loved both of you. Yes, I loved your mother. Thank you. So, we are thrilled. I am thrilled to have you with us. As I start all shows, I'll call on the light, and then we'll begin. So, if you're driving, obviously don't close your eyes, but you can certainly participate. Mm. If you're not, if you would, please just close your eyes and perhaps place a hand on your heart. And just take a deep breath in and breathe in love. Just stand stall in the spirit as you exhale and let go of anything less than love. Just take a deep breath in and breathe in light. And as you exhale, just melt and let go of anything less than light. And one more deep breath, and truly breathe in that divine light and love of spirit all through your beingness. And as you exhale, that light and love just amplifies all through you, going to exactly where in your consciousness you need it most, extending out to our planet at this tender time. And beloved, Lord God, as we continue to breathe in love and breathe out anything less, we open now and ask that any negativity, karma imbalances for anyone present, anyone listening, <laughs> be taken and transmuted perfectly. As we open into the light of the Holy Spirit, the light of the Christ, just connected, connecting heart to heart to each one present, each one listening, truly be aware that we are all intimately one, intimately connected, intimately loved. And we open to that divine love now, asking that it extend to this show, to go all through the show as we absolutely surrender, to open, to receive, to be conduits of divine intent. We call ourselves forward into awareness of the traveler consciousness, the angels, the Holy Spirit, that each might be blessed and sanctified and these blessings pour upon our beautiful planet at this time in every way for the highest good. Would either of you like to add anything? Not at this time. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so it is. So it is. So it is. Thank you.
in this gathering. So, John, my favorite, I love every time you bring up the best is yet to come. And I thought it was so profound when you said the best is yet to come because we're always evolving. So we're always bringing our best mm -hmm. into this moment. So I would love to hear what you can share with our viewers about that. How, what does that mean to you personally? How can we contribute to that? Well, it's a view. I consider it's what we see when we see spiritually. So that's something I've been doing uh, most of my life uh, as a very direct purpose in my life. Then it becomes something practical. So we have practical spirituality. And in this world, uh, there are lots of reasons where we could be disappointed, uh, bewildered, confused, uh, upset. I mean, and lots of that's obviously going on in the world at this time. So how can we see the best is yet to come? And I, I say, look spiritually, and that's something we can do within, like what you just conducted with the light. And that's a, a practice that's really important for all of us to do. I'd like to make it as simple as possible that we can do it in one breath easily and continue to expand and open up and, and get a view of what can become. So open up our awareness of what would we like to come manifest and see what the vision is and, and open up our creative imagination so we see beautiful processes, beautiful events, occurrences. Some of those can be obviously personal and those can be also shared in the world uh, so that we can envision peace on earth, uh, goodwill, fun, joy is plentiful in this world. Something like that. That was beautiful. Thank you. That sounds like your great best. Do you have anything you'd like to no. add to that? No. Celebration. Celebration. I, I love to get to celebration. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I, as I was sharing with you guys, I put this out on social media and said, I have these two beloveds coming. What are your dream questions? <laughs> so... Mm -hmm. And okay. so I, and I kind of amalgamated, I think I just made up a word there, um, kind of put together the themes that I saw. Mm -hmm. So everybody, just about, wanted to know what the heck is it like, this, this union, this marriage that is really, to me, a marriage to God, mm -hmm. but each other, you know, can, can, you, can, you, can you pull back the curtain? And <laughs> Let's see, I'll pull back. Come on now, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I think what I would say is, you said it beautifully, it's first we have a profound, each of us, marriage to God, and two, loving, as our instant fallback to everything, really. We all get off base of loving, we're human, and this world, our lives, our karma can pull us off the loving very quickly. It's a magnetic world. But when we rise up in the spirit as a devotion, we get out of it being magnetic. And then we can very more effortlessly connect with the loving. And I find that's my everything, is my choice of fallback is when I'm off, is how fast can I get back to the place? And that's really, for me, usually, you know, 
Be still and know that I am God. That's one of my favorite phrases. It's like, be still and know that I am. Be still, be. It's like, get to the quiet place where I can ask for help, for spirit. And that's my go-to to feed my marriage, because I love and adore John. I chose him as he chose me because I love and adore him. And it's maintaining that through loving. And loving can look like a simple moment of respect. It can look like a simple moment of, what can I do for you? It can be, how are you? Are you doing all right? Um, checking in. I think, gosh, it's just human tools. But I think what feeds me is the spirit. How about you? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm enthralled with uh, what you're saying, because uh, I'm in it. And part of what I look at in a, any relationship that can go into its greatest potential. So it doesn't have to be a marriage, but it certainly can be a marriage. Uh, but it could be uh, any relationship, children and their parents, uh, in, in your business and with your neighbors. It can be something really powerful. When it's something we can look to as good, we're inspired, we're led by something that's good that we share, then you find it at a level that can take on anything. And there's also something very powerful in any marriage when we choose, and that would be the opportunity to put the love of God into it as a union, um, that what God has put together, uh, that it, it has a power that uh, would allow for us to work out any differences, any difficulties. And I don't know any uh, relationship, let alone a marriage, that isn't tested by something uh, to pull it apart, to make it difficult, uh, to ruin it and shatter it and that kind of thing. So it does take a willingness to find the sacred, and I, I think that's a, a direction within, and to take on a full responsibility, like I'm responsible for whatever's needed right now, and there's always a need for love. So if you don't know what to do, I'd say go to the loving. That always works. Uh, and it makes for a beautiful marriage and one that can continue. And loving can look like saying, I'm sorry. Mm. It can look like I forgive myself. I really was off and I expressed in a way that wasn't my higher angels and created kind of a messy thing. I want to clean it up. So that, again, back to the fallback of wanting to bring things back to where they're most organically attuned to the loving. But keys are things like forgiveness, I'm sorry, how are you, things like that, that help us bridge as loving human beings. Beautiful, and I, and I love the multidimensionality of I'm sorry and forgiveness. Because to mm -hmm. me, I'm sorry takes care, it addresses the basic self. If we tend to just go, you know, I forgive it all. That's, of course, our high self and beautiful, but we do mm -hmm. have a, a mm -hmm. tender self inside mm -hmm. that can get hurt. Sometimes can get hurt, cranky. <laughs> and what oh. an opportunity to find another way to be loving. You know, yeah. When it is something that's difficult or why did you do or say that kind uh -huh. of thing, uh -huh. uh, including it could be about myself mm -hmm. if I'm, I'm in a reactive place and I do something I realize that's off. 
it's good to have somebody that wants to do something about that uplifting and positive rather than use it as a, I'm counting and, and measuring what you're doing or not doing and disappointing and hurt feelings and all those kinds of things. I think there's also a tremendous value in knowing yourself well. Like, I, I'm very easygoing, and if I get uh, sort of like I think of your mother, my foot is stepped on, that's a metaphor, uh, <laughs> I, I can have uh, a fiery Scottish temper. And it's like a wildfire. It isn't like I, it's zero to 10, and I've gone from zero, and all of a sudden I'm at 10. And where was the weight in between? I didn't even have a handle on it. I was at 10. So I know that about myself. So I'm learning that if that part of me gets triggered in reaction, I know it's not going to have the best outcome. <laughs> Be much better learning to grab it. And you help me. Thank you. I love helping you. You do. You help me when I get <laughs> like that, which isn't often, but it is. I've um, grown to respect it. I didn't used to have. Jr. said one day, "You don't have a sword." I said, mm. "What are you talking about?" Mm. He said, "You need to find your sword." Mm. And I said, "Oh, why do I need a sword?" He said, "Because you need to give yourself permission to have a reaction." that has anger in it or a sense of injustice speaking for yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he was talking about. And one day I found my sword. I got so excited. I called him on the phone. I said, Jer, I found my sword. And he said, are you like Zorro? I said, he's much too refined for how I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to learn how to do Zorro. Anyway. Uh, every once in a while, I have a Zorro, <laughs> a little and, more refined. And I, I look at this sword as a reference to the truth that, that we sometimes need to cut. Yes. Yeah. A, a delusion, a fantasy about how a relationship should be or how the mm -hmm. day should be, mm -hmm. and, and get to, well, what is it really? And then mm -hmm. sometimes if we just learn how to deal with what's going on and have the openness, and mm -hmm. so there's honesty. Mm -hmm. uh, honesty is very important in a uh, any relationship, in marriage in particular, that we learn to work through the truthfulness of what's present, not what used to be, mm. or which a can become a fantasy, club. Yeah. Uh, and then where do we want to go with this? That's, that's also... And we do a lot that I would call worship, and I'd call it praying, mm -hmm. uh, being in the light, infusing ourselves with the sacred as much as we can, and I think that's an amazing strength in our marriage, and, and it could be in anybody's marriage, however you do that for yourself. Beautiful. Just so, I, I like being in the middle <laughs> between this. This is fun. Child for a day. Exactly. Or something, yeah. I okay. like having this love going back and forth. You, know. you, can, you can be our eldest child. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. I accept. Angel. Oh, um, so speaking of that, what do you do? You know, you said this, the spiritual practice and the prayer, and, and, we, and the beautiful thing is our, our listeners are very wide range of practices, which I think is just gorgeous. Oh, I do too. Because we all come together. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are attracted to this show by the name, Live Your Love. 
And to me, that's what you are both talking about in your marriage. So one more question about marriage, because this is just too juicy to leave yet. <laughs> <laughs> so when the challenges come from doing the work, because you are both incredibly devoted to that, when the challenges come with, from doing the work, I'm going to let you finish that. I actually don't want to even program that question. What what is, what comes from spirit in relation to that? I'm not. I'm not clear about what you're. What asking. I'm asking. Yeah. What do you do? How do you sacrifice that lower self, that sword, that, and you know, I love Jr.'s quote of, sacrificing the justified righteousness, withholding the justified mm -hmm. strike. Mm -hmm, where the ego mm -hmm. has, I'm grossly paraphrasing, but the ego has all the right reasons. All the reasons, the righteous indignation, the whole scenario. Exactly. Yeah. How do you lay that down? Would you like me to read this? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> is it okay, John? Of course all right, it's okay. Darling, this, is, this is a quote from our beloved John Roger. I read it this morning. I read it last night when I was having one of these moments. J.R. said, you would be far happier if you gave up certain things. This may not be easy for you. We nonetheless suggest you give them up. Go cold turkey. It's timely. Um, <laughs> starting right now, this minute, give, give is an upward. Up is an upward. Put them together and people get awfully down. I'm not going to give up anything and sacrifice. That's even worse than giving up. Sacrifice means giving up something really good. Well, the things we think you'd be better off sacrificing are things such as greed, lust, hurt, hurt feelings, judgments, demands, spoiledness, envy, jealousy, and vindictiveness. We could add righteous indignation, throw it in. Do you, did you think we were going to ask you to give up good stuff? Most people think that sacrifice means giving up only the good stuff, not so. The negative stuff, the cold stuff, the hard stuff, you can sacrifice those too, and you can give them up. Surrender them to the higher part of yourself. I think this is the key, surrender them to the higher part of yourself, which you know experientially. Surround them with light. Let them go. You don't need them anymore. Giving these things up will give immeasurable gifts to you and those you come into contact with. I thought that was timely about what to do. The willingness to sacrifice it and give it up because there is a higher place you want to be. I'm being aware of a higher place, being aware of, well, I'll just take better, let alone, uh, I don't even know if there's anything better, like best, that's yet to come. But having the sense that I have it within me, and then we have two who have it in a relationship, mm -hmm. so either one of us could give 100% in the moment as a way of resolving, as a way of loving. Uh, and and I, I look at it like it's, it's, it's sometimes sacrificing what I wanted or what I expected. And, and that can be something, well, I'm putting out a fantasy. It's a wishful kind of thinking, not 
a reality based on what's mm -hmm. present, then how do we get through this moment where there's something uh, John Roger would reference as uh, friction, you know, and then it needs some sandpapering or something like that. And it doesn't need a club, it needs something. How do we refine this? And taking the responsibility, take the lead, uh, you know, so I often consider it, this is on me to, to have a way to work it out. I welcome what Lee does that's something that's soothing, encouraging, uh, inspiring, funny. Uh, laughter is one of the things that we love to get to. Uh, get to a <laughs> smile, typically a really beautiful smile like that. Uh, and, you know, that we can. Uh, so then we also have patience. So um, that's something, you know, I heard from John Roger is let go and let God. And you go, well, he didn't, he's not the first person that said that. And I'm sure you're correct. But he explained it in a way that's very deep. And he said, letting go is to relax. I went, wow, I think I can do that. Just give myself an assignment to relax. And then letting God is, is being patient. And that's the one I went, hmm. Have to work on that. Uh, I'm not so good at it. That, I think that's my weakness. Uh, so I have strengthened my patience, uh, especially just to get through, to endure in, in moments uh, that we're going to have passages where, what was that? It might be, I don't know, whatever it is, let's just move on. I've had plenty of those. Like we didn't understand it, it didn't make sense, uh, it wasn't what any, either one wanted, but what do we do with that? move on and maybe at some point there is a learning mm -hmm. and I do teach there's always learning we're here to learn in this world however we got here mm -hmm. the assignment is learn from your experience and every experience gives us greater learning which is greater ability greater knowledge greater wisdom and also that those are keys to having what we want uh, and you know I, I consider we're here to have a beautiful life that's that's one of the purposes, is work it out, whatever this world brings us. So our life is a beautiful life. It's a, mm -hmm. a life that contributes and makes not just a life better for each of us personally, but contributes to a better world. And that to me is one of the signs of a spiritual life. We make it better than we found it. Mm. That starts at birth. So if you're a little behind <laughs> on what you've been There's doing, you <laughs> might want to do something more today to make a better world, maybe you in know, simple ways. The other thing we do, not to be missed, that Alicia did so beautifully at the beginning, is if there's something we can't seem to, we call in the light and we give it up. We ask for the traveler consciousness, the Christ. Uh, we ask for all those energies just to lift the negativity. That's the most magical thing, isn't it? It is. It is truly magical. It truly is, and it, and it doesn't, to my point of view, it doesn't matter what words we use. Mm -mm. It's the intention Just of the heart. intention to let it go. In and, the and there's something called the carrier wave, and mm. what I mean by that, the tone, the tone in the voice, the tone in the look. It's like, you know, if someone says, I take a picture of your face right now, what am I going to see? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, I think I'm going to change that. Uh, That's a good line. Yeah. <laughs> and then it helps people reflect. So I think relationships are also, whether we like it or not, mirrors. Yeah. 
we're always in the mirror in relationships. At some level, uh, something's being reflected to us. Um, and we can use it to help whoever we're in relationship with, but we can always use it to help ourselves. So that if someone's upset, at some level I go, okay, maybe that's my upset that's being brought to me. And how can I change that? And often it says, well, then be more kind or be more helpful or say something that makes them laugh. It can be something like that. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. I, you know, I attended a relationships workshop a couple, or about a week ago, actually, with, with a couple of friends that we know. And, and the, the facilitator said something that, you know, actually was really, it was about men, understanding men. That's possible? Know, right, right. In really? One weekend, uh, wow. Right? Okay. Yeah, and then don't even get me started on understanding women. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, but he said, he said when, when men are, he said it's like when men bark, I'm sure this applies to women too, but it's like if your dog is barking, you don't go sit down and start barking at the dog. You see what he's barking about. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. is there somebody at the door? Is, does, mm-hmm. he, is he, does he need to go out? Mm-hmm. You know, this morning my dog... Does his stomach you know, hurt? Exactly. <laughs> you go minister to the dog. You don't sit down and start barking at it. And it's uh-huh. funny, because I thought it was a good apt analogy. That is good. <laughs> um, and so you, you talked about making this a better world, and that starts at birth. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it I, I want to say something right there. Please. Uh, I think one of the signs that the Spirit's active in the world is we welcome the birth mm-hmm. of a child uh, yeah. from the first breath. But uh, and for a mother, <laughs> you know, it didn't just start at the first breath, and there's a lot that goes on with that. And then, you know, that's important. However, conception takes place, and you know, it may sound like I'm getting political. I'm not intending to be, but just to take responsibility for what comes into our life, literally, mm-hmm. and to nurture, to consider we're here to do something, and then if we do something to change, we we learn if it's especially if there's something really difficult and something that says I this there, this was not the best way to have my choices work out things like that and uh, so I just look at it that it's in every moment there's a turning point and there's a turning point that goes up I heard that in Jared's quote Um, so always look for what would be up what would make it better and if we don't see it in the moment look there's wisdom there and then be patient it's coming the best is yet to come Uh, so could I have a little better okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but would you mind waiting? Well, it's pitch black right now. This is the darkest moment of my life. It's like, okay, but something's coming. Wait. Hold on. Have some faith here. Have some trust in you. I, I find spirits in us. It's not something someone's going to give to us. It's in us at birth. And once we're on to it, it's always a turning point. We can always turn the inner up into something higher. Mm, beautiful. Did you want to add anything to that? No. <laughs> Thank you. That was gorgeous. Um, a few days ago on Blessing This Day, and I want to just tell uh, viewers and listeners, Blessing This Day is an incredibly 
up until now, kind of hidden gem, which not anymore, I'm going to spill the beans. <laughs> Bless you in this day is this gorgeous gathering that John and Lee do every weekday morning, correct? Mm -hmm. At 9 a.m. Well, with some exceptions for holidays, etc. And we, we travel a great deal, so we'll make exceptions for that. So very often, most, most weekdays. Um, and it's free, and you just, I'll tell you all about how to find it at the end. Um, it's super easy. Um, so I wanted to, so I'll, I'll tell you really quickly, just go to msia.org or download the MSIA app, which is also free. And every morning at 8.45 a.m., there'll be a banner at the top that says, Blessing This Day. I'll remind you of that. Um, but Blessing This Day, I know it was on the 19th. I think it's about five days ago. Okay. Uh, could have been the 17th. Uh, you said something really incredible, and I'm going to completely paraphrase you, so forgive me for that. Okay. But it's, I actually have the exact quote in my email. But you talked about the frequency of the planet changing and that we are a bridge to that we're part of that and of course we were all we were all together in israel mm -hmm. um a few months ago in july and and then of course what's happening in israel and ukraine and on the planet how do we how can we be greater purveyors of that enhanced frequency of that better frequency of that loving frequency what can we do well the first part of that i i just see is it's actually easy when we do it. And it's to be something that is uplifting, our energy, our way of looking, our attitude towards anyone and anything. And I know it's really difficult when such awful, terrible things, I'm not pretending they're not awful, terrible things going on in the world, violence and injustice and corruption and these kinds of things. So it's like, okay, this can be really challenging, but we can still do it and to take it on uh, so that we don't have to have our peacefulness disturbed. Something else may be disturbed like that. That doesn't have to be. That should not be. Okay. But the outrage can be, well, what would make it better, truly? And sometimes just a peaceful presence in the room. Well, what do you have to say? Right now I don't have anything to say. Mm -hmm. I just want to be quiet. You know, and, and some of that is, I am in shock. I am disturbed but I know I want to find peace uh, as a presence right now. And just to make that kind of thing what we do more and more. So it can become a very positive, uplifting way we choose to live. I'm not saying this is going to be popular because sometimes people want, like, we got to do something about this. And, and they have a lot of energy and forcefulness and that kind of thing. And, and then there are things that need to change immediately, uh, need to stop immediately. Uh, yes. So how do we do that? So in some ways it's lasting uh, and it grows, it expands. Those are questions, but the, I think questions often lead us to where we need to look and what we need to do. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Did you want to? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you said the frequency is changing, is that to the positive? Is it just different? Well, um, if things were, if the land was poisoned and then you had something like an earthquake or a flood, well, the poison might be brought out by what's called an earth change. And then let's consider the earth is changing. 
It is. It's dynamically in change. Uh, even if some people view it as it's awful, it's worse. In my lifetime, it's, it's gone down. It's gotten darker or negative. Okay. But let's consider that's something like upheaval. Mm-hmm. All right. Then what do we do about that? And I'd say, well, <laughs> let's, uh, what would you know, take the pollution out? What would take the, the poison out? And adding more poison into it, that's kind of insane, you know, to put more poison into the world, violence, hatred. That, that just isn't going to work. Uh, so we need to somehow stop it, and then how would we stop that so it's something like the last time? So part of that I, I just see is something uh, larger, so I do consider there is a a God, a one God. That's my faith and trust. I have my own experiences of what that is. I could go on for a long time about that, but I, but it's not something I try to sell to people. I really hope we can in some way share it, or I can say, well, what would it look like if God's inspiring you in this moment? That's a good question. Uh, and this kind of thing, so we have more understanding going on uh, about the upheaval and that we can outlast it, and we can turn towards, uh, you know, what would make this world stay still in its mm-hmm. presence of peace and, and loving and at least honoring of one another. So we have these differences. They've been here all along. How do we work them out? Uh, obviously, my conclusion is war is not the way, and it's a way, uh, and then whatever people call that, uh, you know, so I, it, you know, what would you do in any kind of situation? I go, I don't judge it because I've learned that doesn't work either. Like, you know, that's uh, the worst thing that they could possibly do. Well, maybe there is something there. So I try to see the good in what is going on at some level and then work that. Maybe there's a different way to stop the violence or deal with the perpetrators. Maybe there's a better way. Let's look at that. I don't have all the answers. I just have the answers that I have. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. And the, the, inner, the carrier wave upon which you are vocalizing it is palpable and beautiful. I have a question for you. All right. And this is, again, okay. from the, my, my poll, on, Your social, poll. My poll right. on social media. Is this question my question? Is this your question? Your, yeah, what is your, what's your question for, for me? Uh, yes. I'll let you say it. Go no, ahead. I want you. I want. <laughs> you're right. It's my. That's my sense of humor. Probably. I like uh, it. I like okay. it a lot. Um, so a lot. Of, uh, uh, several women on, on social media wanted to. You look. You look nervous. Not at all. Okay. Because I'm looking in your beautiful face. Oh. Well, back at yeah, you. Yeah, no, I love you. I yes, love go you. ahead. Sorry. You are, and I 100%, uh, we had this beautiful, I'll have to send you the dialogue, about a dialogue about how you are really an embodiment, a model of the divine feminine. And you know, in this time where, of course, we're looking at how, you know, the being in radical acceptance and love of all the different expressions of non-binary, etc., and this is not an opposition of that. It's actually in celebration mm-hmm. of the divine feminine and the way that you hold. Like, I watch you sometimes. You don't know that. I watch you sometimes <laughs> while John is, is working his magic with the room. And mm-hmm. to me, you're such an incredible 
battery anchor of light for him. And so we would love to know, what is your point of view on the divine fem feminine? How do you, how do you reside in a place of beautiful femininity as well as be the spiritual warrior you have to be to keep up with this one? <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, you know, I don't relate to all that very much. I don't see myself in ways that evaluate myself that way. Um, I, I love women. I really love the feminine. I love the feminine and women who carry it because they're women. I love the feminine when I recognize it in the male. It really moves me. It's an energy that uh, to me is nurturing, that is compassionate, is patient, um, holds, definitely. Uh, John spoke to, I thought you spoke beautifully, to holding earlier, like it's like patience and enduring past something. Uh, it's like riding energy, as if you're almost on sometimes a wild horse, sometimes a horse that's gentled, sometimes not so gentle, but you don't fight it, you flow with it. So I, I might have some inherent things that occur. I think what leads my way, to be honest, especially when you reference John, I just love him. And I think love leads my way there. Love is my teacher uh, because it's John. And there are a few of us in this room know that John is not normal and has... Uh, Did you know that? <laughs> and has quite dramatic responses to things sometimes. So sometimes, and he's powerful, so sometimes that's my teacher. Mm -hmm. And the loving teaches me how I'm going to dance with that. Mm -hmm. Not control it, not dominate it, not make it do what I want to do. How can I, in a sense, follow and yet not lose myself? Mm -hmm. I think for women in general, when they really love someone, that's a measure they have to be mindful of because there's something that just loves to give it all over that then we can never lose sight of, of how we navigate with another person such that we maintain our interests, our joy, that it doesn't become uh, trying to be you. It's me loving you as me, mm -hmm. bringing the best I can to the table. And, and sometimes it, there's a lot of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's uh, a lot of managing details with grace. When, if I see that dishwasher one more time, <laughs> <laughs> it's where you go, I love this dishwasher. It's part of the dance I'm dancing. Mm -hmm. uh, all the aspects. So it's, it's the game of life. You know, if you're a woman, you're playing it as a woman. The idea of the divine feminine to me is just, if you're a man or a woman, just love God with everything you've got. And then you're a divine man 
your divine feminine, your divine. Mm. And that's where we all want to be with this world. John spoke to it. It's like no matter what's put in front of us, what's our relationship with it? Is it a loving one or are we judging, irritated? Why am I doing this? What is that? As if there's a case to be made. Mm -hmm. The case to be made is be ourselves, grow, as John was saying, grow, grow, grow with everything we can, love the most we can, and keep our eyes on the prize, mm -hmm. which is the spirit, mm -hmm. God, our tones. For us, it's our tones. It's calling in the light. It's constantly returning to that. To me, that's a divine feminine and a divine man. It's all, all good. I see why you have a crush on her. <laughs> That's true. And my version of a dishwasher is I am the dishwasher. Uh, yes. I don't like to use the mechanistic version. And I grew up washing dishes. It was something that was part of my family's household. He's so. become very good at it. Really? You've, you've gotten better over the years, honey. It's, <laughs> I, I'm appreciative. There's hope. Okay. <laughs> Those things really matter. Yeah. So wait, you wash the dishes? Is that what we're hearing? He, he assists yeah, greatly. I, I do, and, and I, for whatever it is, there's something about cleaning things up that is uplifting for me. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So. Well, you that's are the cleanup guy. And I, I also do laundry, and so wow. occasionally very good at I laundry. I put spots Ooh. on the window, and then I sometimes take them off. Yes, and if he doesn't, I take them off. <laughs> <laughs> See how this works. Out there. <laughs> little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've mentioned the traveler consciousness here and there on the show. Would you please tell, you know, like I said, this is a more of a, of a very wide range. What is the traveler consciousness and what's it like anchoring the traveler It's something like the elephant in the room who also flies. Nice. Dumbo. Oh. My favorite Disney Dumbo? character. Okay. Yes, I yes, do. Yes, I love Dumbo. Yeah. Um, well, I just look at it as, as a uh, That's a very a good description. <laughs> That's a very good description. I'm going to remember that. I, uh, Dumbo's adorable. No, the elephant in the room who also flies. Yeah, so there you go. And Takes other people. I, I view it that uh, it's in everyone. It's in every home. There's no... There's no place where this presence of the divine is not. And I, I know people don't necessarily agree with me, and that's okay. Um, and then maybe we find some other way to get to it, like love. So I would say traveler consciousness is loving consciousness because that's God consciousness. And so the, the traveler is a consciousness that comes into the creation wherever we are. So. It's, it's in every aspect of who we are individually, then also because it's in everyone, then we share it, whether we recognize it or not. And I, I just see that the simple practical way to look at it is it's loving consciousness with a complete dedication to being truthful, because it is truthful. Mm -hmm. And the whole spirit is that consciousness of the living truth, so it, it comes in convicting us and, you know, that's a word sometimes they convict you. I don't want to be convicted. It's like, well, if you look at it, it's going to straighten you out. It's going to put you into repentance now. Um, and, and it's kind of like you're going to see the truth, whether you like it or not. 
you might as well at least embrace it. At the very least, I'd tell people, embrace the truth. It may take a while uh, because of whatever illusions, fantasies we've had and held on to to get adjusted. And I call that disillusionment, but that's a positive. So the traveler conscious is going to help you disillusion. That means less illusion if you look at it. And then when we brighten up, we come more clear, and, and so consciousness is going to help with that. It, it's not really important what we call it, so it, it doesn't really demand that. Um, but it's, it's practical to call it something. And then, you know, it's been around, so it's not invented or created recently. It's, it's an eternal. So then it's been called other things um, and all of that. Then this, this could be a discussion and would go on and on and on, but I, I, I look at it that we can awaken spiritually. That's really what I'm saying. And then, you know, John Roger had his experiences. They're very powerful. They're very well uh, developed immensely. Uh, so there's lots of opportunity if people want that. But what I'm really saying is find your divinity. Mm. Uh, wake it up. Mm. Live with it. It's a beautiful, majestic consciousness, uh, but it's also a consciousness that's going to, you know, make us grow up. And we're here to grow up and become beautiful beings on earth, not just in heaven. Hmm. That was beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> hmm. What's it like being married to the traveler? Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> It is. It's wonderful. I'm laughing because it's, it's, it can be just really challenging, and I know what that is on a personal level. Uh, with myself, it's challenging, and then to have somebody get close to it. May I just for a moment? Sure. So on the day I talked to John Roger for about seven hours about working directly with him, personally with him, and I did, starting in 1978. Uh, he told me, like, living with me is like living on the edge of an active volcano. That's in eruption. That's in the lava flow, and it's something. It has an element of that Definitely. for me. <laughs> than anybody who's close, it's like that. It's but it's also amazingly exciting. If you can learn to navigate uh, what goes on with the flow of this consciousness, it's a beautiful, glorious True. life, and it's a very ordinary life. Mm -hmm. So I can be married. You know, dishes that also and dishwasher. I can do the that. dishes. <laughs> I can, you know, stumble, scrape my elbow, you know, so all these things are part of the ordinariness of what it is. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say about? No, it's just a magnificent journey and it teaches me every day about myself, what my choices are in response to volcanic lava. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it's, it's always to my upliftment if mm -hmm. I'm choosing well, mm -hmm. if I'm in the right place. It's always uplifting, always. Beautiful. Even when it's scorching. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. You know, you, and forgive me, I cannot remember what, I think it was in, were you recently in South America? Yes. So I watched we just got back. a seminar, so it was very recent, mm -hmm. and you were talking about gratitude. And you said the most beautiful things, again, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like, I love my life because I'm grateful. And I, and gra 
again, paraphrase. You remember yeah. what I'm talking about. Yes, I think the thing that I was saying is I'm so grateful that I feel grateful. Mm. You know, that I can touch into gratitude, that I, I can choose. I think that's what I was saying, yes. too, yes. is what a gift it is that we can choose our consciousness. Yes. No matter what is it coming at us, no matter the external events, we get to choose how we're going to respond. And I love the best I can responding with gratitude and, and you, grace. Yeah. And you said something like, gratitude has given me everything. Mm -hmm. Something like gratitude has given me everything. Well, it's ab abundance. Yeah. You, there's so much to be grateful for. What are, what are the top, what are five things you're grateful for? I'm grateful, this sounds weird, I'm maybe, but I'm grateful for my nature. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for how I, how I want to love, at, at how that's my North Star, that I'm grateful that that's always with me. I can never not have it or not be aware of it. It, it never goes away. When I'm off base, it's still there. It just means I have to go back to it. I'm grateful for that kind of GPS. Is that what you call it? GPS? That's one of words like a, a navigating it, system. A that, navigating system. It tells system. us where we are and then we might find out where we want to go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm grateful for my, my navigating system. I'm grateful that I get to love John, that I have this opportunity. Um, I'm grateful for animals. I'm so grateful for animals. I'm an absolute am, anim, every animal. I love them all. I've, I periodically, I, I say, honey, would you be at all interested in having a wombat? <laughs> a wombat? A wombat. Yeah, well, I'm, no, I, I, I'm in love that, with That's them. her wish, though. So. It's yeah. one of mine. And the other day I came to him with as much sincerity <laughs> as I could offer. I said, honey, would we have a very big backyard. Do you think we could have a, a, a baby cow? <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if it stayed a baby, it might be open. But as soon as we I, move to what does a cow become? It, it could uh, be all kinds of things. It yeah. could be a baby pig. I just... Yeah. So we have a beautiful cat. I'm so grateful for my cat. Gabriel. Gabriel. He, he endures something I call a forced snuggle. <laughs> He's, he's going to be kissed whether he likes it or not. I take him to the vet, and the vet says, are you sure he doesn't have a rash? I say, no, that's lipstick. <laughs> he's... <laughs> and then sometimes that, that's how I show up, too. <laughs> no, I protect him the best I can. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gra grateful for those things. Mm, beautiful. Thank you. I, I so was going to ask Danny to bring Halo to the studio because I know this about you. Uh -huh. And we share this. You uh -huh. know? And in Israel, we were the, I think we were the first two people at the turtles. There were baby turtles. Oh, those turtles, yes. So those cute. were adorable. Yes. And then, and then the stray cats. And I'm the same Oh, the way. stray cats. Yes. I was feeding the cats at the at North Guinnessar. Yes, we had a system to feed we the cats. We had a, a very Remember? secretive system yes. because the owners did not want, they wanted them to starve and die. Yeah. So we took it on as a mission. Mm -hmm. did we snuck food out. We had to be very creative. Yes, we did. We did well. Yes, we did. <laughs> so my, oh my gosh, we're already almost, that's crazy. Yeah. Time has flown. So my last question is, unless it's not, John Roger, do 
Are there any, just whatever you're inspired to share, but we always love hearing stories of John Roger, and I've talked to, they, our, our listeners know who John Roger is. I would love to hear a story from each of you about whatever comes to heart and mind to share, whatever story comes about John Roger. Gosh, that's, that's, wow, that's, that's big. But you go first. <laughs> that was my assignment. So when I was working with them to begin with, um, you know, it started in a very practical way, like sweeping their driveway and more and more. So I was doing things for him personally and the other people working closely with him physically. They were in leadership and had very important jobs and responsibilities. And so I started doing things like drive the car or, or make him a sandwich. And, so uh, we went up to Lake Harrowhead where there was a, a retreat going on and then the other staff went over to the retreat grounds and then I went to the motel with John Roger, kind of a small, quaint little motel, and uh, we checked in, starting putting things away in drawers in the closet and, and there was a front room, you know, like a living oh, room kind of good. thing with a kitchen and then there, there was a, a bedroom and I came out and in the front room, and then John Roger was not there physically. And then, uh, you know, I'm like, I didn't hear him go, and he didn't say anything like, I'm going to go over to the office or I'm going to go you know, look at the trees or something. But so I, I started looking for him. And this went on for at least five minutes, including I went to the front office and seen uh, my friend, uh, Don, no. Uh, and it's, it's like it, there's a highway right by the motel, and like it doesn't make sense you couldn't be in the highway. And I'm, I mean, and then, you know, I probably walked in and out of the room <laughs> four or five times because I was looking, I was looking under the bed. I was looking <laughs> in the bathtub, you know, behind the sh curtain, you know, it's like, and he's sitting in a, like a lounge chair in, in the room. And, I, and I, I, where have you been? And he said, right here. And I said, well, you couldn't have been here. He said, I've been here all along. And then, I, you know, then the hair starts going up um, because he had some abilities, I don't, whatever you want to call them, mysteries, that's it's another way, like how did you do that? Or even why did you do that? But it, then he, he started laughing, you know, and then I knew I'd have been had at some level. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, did I ever really figure it out? No, I just, I just figured out that he had a lot of ways that he didn't tell everybody about. And I, I really think to this day, uh, most of what he could do and did do, it was mm -hmm. something like maybe some have the eyes to see, the ears to hear. And, and I would count myself as some, occasionally I had that uh, opportunity. But for the most part, he was the most mysterious man I've ever known. Uh, and I remember telling that to a producer on the Oprah show, and they were considering putting him on as an interview with Oprah. And then she asked me, for, well, what is the quality that stands out the most about John Roger? And I said, he's mysterious, mystical. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Oh, well, as some of us in this room know that there are so many stories uh, 
all kind of magnificent. What I was asking inwardly of J.R., is it all right or clear that I share this? Because I've never shared it. I, I haven't even what? shared it with you. Uh-oh. So, Go ahead. So, and it was clear. Um, John and I have been married numerous times this life. This is worth a show. We've been married numerous times, and we actually got divorced once so we could get married again. It's really a wild tale. It's true. We did. It is So true. we could get married and divorce. Uh, yeah, that's another story. So we had this gorgeous wedding at Prana, which is the center for MSIA downtown, a heritage house that's gorgeous, a formal wedding. And then we flew to Las Vegas, and later that day, we had an Elvis wedding in an Elvis chapel because JR was in Las Vegas and we wanted his blessing, we wanted to be with him. So to do it, we did another wedding in an Elvis chapel. And one of our fellow ministers dressed yes, up like Elvis. Yes, there was Elvis. two weddings in one day. Two <laughs> weddings, in, both legal. And um, at the end of the Elvis wedding, which was ridiculous, I mean, it was so much fun. Our fellow minister dressed up as Elvis, talked like Elvis, did the whole service of the wedding in Elvis ease or whatever. Uh, it, I just, it was really funny. And at the end of the wedding, JR was sitting right there. Um, we had a little dance, John and I, and then I fell at JR's knees and put by, my arms around by him. By design. Yeah. By design. Yeah. I didn't trip. Uh, and John came on his knees to the other side of JR. And JR moved my face on the other side away from anybody. And he said, I'm going to tell you something I don't want you to ever forget. And I, it was so serious, I kind of pulled back like, uh-oh. Because JR had given me numerous little study programs about how to prepare me to be married to a traveler. He would take me aside and he said, no. And then he would give me some tips. Thank you, JR. <laughs> and so I thought maybe it was a tip because we just got married. And he said to me, pulled me, and he said, what I want you to remember is I love you. And the second thing I want you to remember is God loves you. And it went through my cells. And I think it was like, no matter the journey you're going on, and there may be times you forget that you're loved, I'm telling you, you remember this. And it went inside, and that was the blessing. And then he spoke with you. Then we got up and moved out of the chapel. JR was slow, he had two caretakers. He walked out, it was hard for him to walk, he walked out slowly. Then when he got out of the cha chapel, he literally, all of a sudden, he was, he pushed them both aside. He came to me, walked right into me, and he said, do you remember what I said? Oh. I said, yes. And he said it again in my eyes. And I said, I got it, JR. I got it. That's <laughs> well, my... What a beautiful thing to share with all of us, including me. You hadn't heard that story? No. I've never told it out loud until now. So I thought might as well yeah. have a big group, many who know that was JR. He loved us. He came to love us and he loved us all the way through. And thank you, John, for everything you do to do his work in this world. 
I know what you do. I get to, I have testimony to it. It's, so thank you. Yeah, maybe you'll have to explain it to me sometime what I do. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that would take away your mystery. Okay, I'm going to try to start a meditation mm -hmm. without crying, because I want to cry right now, because that was so beautiful, both of your stories. I, beloved listeners and watchers, as you know, what, what Live Your Love is known for is, a, is an experiential meditation at the end. For the first time in two years, uh, we're going to do a merged meditation. A merged meditation. A one accord meditation. I so like that. I'll start it and then I'm gonna then we're gonna do tag team. And we don't know who's gonna what order any of this is gonna be, because it's a I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> can can I repeat what you just said? Sure. That was too cute. My God, Lee just, just whispered to John, I know who you are. <laughs> that was the cutest thing I've ever Maybe seen. you heard that too. We have good microphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Yes. So let's <clears throat> just come into a place of immense gratitude. And we just now open our hearts ever more if that's possible and we know it always is as we just come into the spiritual marriage right within us. And so if you would, just once more receive a breath of love. And the curious thing about this breath of love is that God is breathing you from within you. And so as you receive the breath, it is God within you receiving the breath. Rather than looking for God, we are God looking out from within the sanctuary of love. Open your heart now to receive of the spiritual marriage, the sanctity, the union, the baptism of love itself. And be aware of the most beautiful font of loving right within you. Perhaps it starts from your heart and extends into the eye heavens touching even to where that elephant is who flies, the traveler consciousness. Come into the joy of that loving, opening your arms to the traveler and saying, here I am. Your bride, your bridegroom, your beloved. Marry all parts of me to thee, that no part of me might be too secret, too ashamed, too dark, that all of me might be wedded to love. That all of me might be dedicated, consecrated to this spiritual marriage within. That I might be a purveyor, a way shower of loving in support of the traveler right here amongst us in support of the Christ right here amongst us, wedded only to the highest, which is everywhere at once, loving truth. Open me, Lord. Receive me. 
and know that I am love. In knowing that I am love, I choose to be the one who loves. When moments come of darkness, challenge, confusion, misunderstanding, at the speed of light itself, I choose into the loving. I place my hand on my heart. I feel the spirit in my breathing that God is breathing me and in my choosing to fill with the loving and be the loving. I become aware that my eyes don't just look, but they see goodness in everything, regardless. In choosing the loving, I'm aware that my ears take in the sound of spirit that's in everything, even if it seems we can't hear it. Act as if we hear the sacred melodies. As I choose the loving, my words, my speech, I choose to speak kind words, words that encourage, that say, I see you, you're not invisible to me. I see your heart, I see your eyes, I see your humanity. I welcome you into my heart. I don't need to know your name. I just know you, allow you to be someone I love. And as I choose to love, I bless. I let my consciousness expand and radiate out with awareness and intention that my presence is a blessing, that where I go, where I walk, what I do expresses the blessing of loving. And in this blessing of loving, we experience our oneness with all things, with everyone. And the energy of this experience is always in harmony. always beautiful. So we have a viewpoint, a way of relating to it in the higher consciousness. This is our blessing. Now that may be your willingness to be open, to be moved in your consciousness, to trust that you're in protection, but you're also in new experiences that are more conscious, more aware, so your heart is full of the loving, 
loving that comes into all of the creation. It's always present no matter what. In this moment, let's visit the mind, emotions, the body, the psyche, whatever that is in the moment. That can be some awareness of the negativity, the pain, the suffering. But it can also be what would inspire, what would clear, what would heal. There, there is a blessing into the highest consciousness. And so you make yourself available in the highest consciousness to see, to hear, to witness the beauty, the grace, the harmony, the good in all of the creation. Then allow yourself to come into the personal nature, the human nature, that you can embrace it for what it is, that you can withstand that experience and hold your peace and be in your loving and even your understanding. So let go of any judgment. This is the blessing. There's no need to judge. There's no need to blame. And that can be letting go of the reasoning, seemingly the searches and seeks for something that's beyond the mind. Blessing is beyond the mind. To open up so you're embraced, you may experience this as a blessing in the body, so the body is relaxing and opening physically. The breathing is very easy, and in grace, for some of you, maybe deep, profound, that you're letting go. Let's trust that you're in the presence of the divine. The blessing is upon you evermore. Beirish Bishan. Beirish Bishan. This is the blessings already are. Thank you both. That was exquisite. Exquisite. Oh, thank you, honey, for oh, having us. My extreme pleasure. Thank all of you for being with mm -hmm. us. And I would like to tell you so much goodness that these two have for you. There is all kinds of ways to experience what they so generously shared with you. So the first thing I want to tell you about is called Blessing This Day, which we, uh, I, I said a few quotes from that. Again, we talked about it. It's every weekday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. It's broadcast all over the world. Uh, it's live streamed most weekdays. It's completely free. You have been doing this since COVID started, right? Yeah. Three mm -hmm. years? Yeah. Three and a half. Three no, and a half no. years. Mm -hmm. It's an incredible community. There's a chat so you can connect with others. And it's really, in my experience, it's, it's such a beautiful way to start the day. So the way you find it is super easy. You go to either into MSIA, which stands for the Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness.org, for my YouTubies and podcasters, I'll put all these links in from my radio show, Beloveds, msia.org. And you can also download the app. It's a free app. You can you just search your app store, both Samsung and iPhone, 
for movement of spiritual inner awareness and you'll come up with the MSIA app. You can also search for that which is, but it's a little harder to find. So I would search for MSIA on your app store. And then every morning at 8.45 a.m. Pacific, there'll be a banner across the MSIA website. You can do it on your laptop or you can do it right on your device. And there'll be a banner on both the app and the website that says Blessing This Day. And you just click on that and it takes you right in. Um, again, for YouTube or podcasts, I'll put the links in so you can just click on them. But I strongly recommend you download the app. It's free, totally free from your app store. And it's Movement of Spiritual Inner Awareness, or you can even just search MSIA. That is a treasure trove of free content yes. from John, from Lee, from John Roger, who you heard the gorgeous stories about. You get tons of free content. The first five playlists are all more introductory material if you're not familiar with this work. Um, and for only $10 a month, which that's the best, the best bargain ever, you get at least hundreds of hours, if not thousands of hours of listening to John, Jim, to Lee. Me. Well, you're on there too. I am? Yes, you are. J. I have listened to you. John. And John Roger. Hun thousands of hours. Uh, there's John Roger seminars from, I don't know if the earliest is 1963, but pretty pretty soon after that, maybe the seven, early 70s. 68. 68. 68. Okay, 68. And... Um, it's just incredible and you can the cool thing is, is there's a search feature right at the top of that which is so you download your MSIA app and in the middle of the icons is that which is totally free if you just do the $10 a month it's tons and tons of material you can just put in the search feature peace or forgiveness or you know againstness or uh, whatever whatever you want, spiritual exercises, meditation, and then you just, it, it gives you a whole list of seminars. Amazing. If you want to do it on your laptop, that which is T-H-A-T-W-H-I-C-H-I-S dot org, that which is dot org. Um, again, I'll put the links in for my radio show listeners. Just remember M-S-I-A dot org. There you will find John, you will find Lee, you will find John Roger, and you'll find all kinds of goodness. And let's see, there was... LTY.org, that would be uh, an opportunity LTY. for a very com. substantial website. Thank you, LTY.com. Her website has a substantial way to explore all of her lifetime of works as an actress. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Lty, and you have to to listen to her meditate. You've heard her voice. Oh, your voice is just the voice of an angel. Oh, so lty.com, and that that was next, and I think it's the cutest thing ever that you're promoting your work. I'm, yes, I'm a manager at large. I love it. I love it. That's adorable. Yes. That's <laughs> totally adorable. Um, so that her meditation is on there. Um, what's the name of your meditation? The Peace one? Spirit of Peace. Spirit of Peace and lots Spirit of, of other incredible. And she, as you know, is an amazing actress. And there are all kinds of just, her life is, your life is incredible. Your Thank life is you, incredible. darling. Incredible. So yeah. LTY.com. Um, if you'd like to receive my free content, you can go to AliciaDoss.com 
forward slash book. So that's A-L-I-S-H-A-D-A-S dot com forward slash book. And there you can receive all kinds of free content, meditations, manuals. Right now, my focus is on angels. Right now. Okay, lifelong, my focus has been on angels. Yes. But the book I'm writing about is called Your Archangelic Ancestry. And if you go to aliciadoss.com forward slash book, you will receive, again, manuals to connect to the angels, as well as videos on spiritual protection and clearing for light workers, and lots more. And then also, I'm going to be sending excerpts from my book to re be released with Hay House in January of 2025. I'm already starting to send out excerpts from the book. So aliciadoss.com forward slash book. So um, next month, thank you so much for joining. I'm going to tell you again how to find these beautiful peoples. Uh, next month, we have, do join next month for our January show with incredible four times best-selling author Radley Valentine. Radley Valentine is an internationally recognized spiritual teacher and five times international best-selling author of beloved books such as Manifesting Your Magical Life. Radley is such a love. He's just you just want to just want to like listen to him forever. He's just a big teddy bear and incredibly profound. Joining him is Dougal Frazier. Dougal Frazier is also an internationally recognized spiritual teacher and author who's been featured on Oprah's network, Dr. Phil, and Good Day LA. So these two are such loves, as I've had the joy of, of uh, corresponding with them about the show. They are completely funny, totally loving, and you will just fall in love with them. <laughs> So that's it. Oh my goodness. Thank you both <laughs> so much. Oh, thank you. Love, love. the best. Yes, bless you. We love yeah. you so much. MSAA.org, that which is. Download the app. Anything you guys want to say in closing? No, just God bless you. We love, love you. you. Love you so much. Bye bye for now. <laughs>